All right. Uh, so, Becky, thank you for joining us. Becky Crystal, you're with The Washington Post. Uh, tell us about uh, what, you do, what you tend to write about for The Washington Post. Yeah, I come at it from a very home cooking uh, perspective. So I write about recipes and I give lots of advice that people can use in the kitchen, whether it's about ingredients or techniques. Now, of course, recently food has been in the headlines because uh, inflation has caused prices to skyrocket. And, of course, one of the things that have gone up that has become sort of a bellwether of inflation is eggs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are still sort of dealing with these dramatic price increases that have happened over the last you know, year plus. Um, a lot of it is attributed to the bird flu that took hold of a lot of flocks in which tens of millions of egg-laying hens were lost. Um, and now in the news, people are also talking about the fact that companies should be um, investigated potentially by the Federal Trade Commission for possible price manipulation. So that's something possibly coming on the horizon as well. We'll see. In your uh, writing about eggs, you've talked about uh, potential alternatives that people might look at. Yeah, a lot of these are sort of substitutes that people who have been doing vegan baking or have egg allergies have been doing for years. And, of course, a lot more of them um, are something people are thinking about now. So some of them are things you might already have in your pantry, like applesauce or in your refrigerator, like yogurt. And I've been playing around with a lot of these, and they tend to work pretty well. It's sort of thinking about what makes the most sense for your recipe, I'd say. Uh, what uh, What is the best advice you have for people who are looking for something uh, to replace eggs, considering that the price has gone up so much? Yeah, I think, first of all, you sort of need to think about what type of recipe you're using um, the potential egg substitute in. So if it's something that has a lot of moisture and tenderness, you know, like a, a muffin or quick bread, something like the yogurt or the applesauce is going to work really well. If you're looking for something with more browning and crispness, something like the flax, quote, egg, which is three tablespoons of water and one tablespoon of flax works well. Um, also, always go ahead and look for kind of a vegan version of the recipe and see if someone has already made a suggestion that you can follow as well. That's an interesting point, too, is that uh, for, for vegans, this isn't too much of a problem. They've been looking at egg alternatives for a, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. People have been doing this, so it's out there. Even if you're not using their recipe, you can often try to model yours after theirs. So what other food trends have you noticed now that uh, the prices have gone up? What type of food trends are you looking at now? Um, you know, I think sort of going hand in hand with this, it's a lot of um, plant-based is the name of the game in a lot of ways, right? Because meat uh, has been going up in price and it's something that people are trying to use less or even cut. Um, meal prep is something we hear a lot about, and that's a really smart way to make the most of what you have and make sure you're planning and shopping smartly. That saves money as well. And also, if you have the time making some of these staples at home, is cheaper, even if it's something like a loaf of bread. So I think people are trying to work more budget-saving things into their everyday cooking. When you're looking around uh, the landscape of, of food and you see these uh, home de these food delivery services, uh, they're advertised everywhere. Have you looked into stuff like that? 
Um, I have not played around with them a lot. I know, you know, we keep seeing, like, the home delivery services are on the rise. Home delivery services are closing and shutting down. And so I think the future of them has yet to be um, totally determined. Some are getting into the game. Some are getting out of it. I know uh, some people are, you know, worry about them in terms of environmental impact, in terms of delivery and the packaging. So I don't think we can come down on whether they're going to be successful or not um, at this point. Uh, I know a lot of working parents that I you know, know in my neighborhood are fans of them. So I think there's definitely still interest for them. So in terms of obviously eggs are a big thing, what else have you been writing about lately? Um, let's see. I recently did a piece that resonated very well with readers about Bailey's which is one of those ingredients that people tend to either say it doesn't do anything or they just put in the recipe on faith. And um, they're actually a really valuable sort of ingredient that provides a lovely back note and foundation for a lot of soups and stews and sauces. And uh, I got a lot more positive feedback and enthusiasm for Bailey's than I thought was out there. So that was really gratifying. That is actually, I not, no joke, I just actually had a conversation with friends who were, we were having dinner and they were including a ba- debating over including Bayleaf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. When in doubt, put it in. A lot of people are like, oh, I you know double or triple what the recipe calls for because I love them so much. Or if you are making something and it tends to be flat, like throw a Bayleaf or two in there. It's, it's not going to arm anything and most likely it's going to improve it even if you don't know it's there you'll kind of know it's there you know what i mean (laughs) that is terrific yeah it's those topics that you don't expect are going to hit that that seem to hit uh, pretty well absolutely i'm always surprised by what resonates with people for you what's your favorite thing that you've ever written about Wow, that's um, <laughs> that's really hard. I've been doing this particular gig for about five years, and I've written so much. But I have to say the thing that's nearest and dearest to my heart is our annual Graciously and Washington Post food holiday cookie issue. Mm. Uh, I've been doing that for a couple of years now, and it's a big collection where we solicit recipes from bakers and authors, and we work with them to develop test and photograph the recipes, and that's definitely um, my thing here. I sort of, people around the building tend to call me the cookie lady, so (laughs) that's my one thing I get to put on my, you know, headstone or whatever. I guess it's cookies. That is awesome. It's it's amazing the amount you can get out of writing about food. I mean, uh, I do a food news segment on my radio show every morning, and uh, it's probably the most popular thing that I do. Yeah, there's um, one of the New York Times uh, reporters um, who, I can't remember who at this point, but they always are saying, there's always a food angle, and it's absolutely true. You can find it even in the least expected stories. Uh, Crystal, this is fantastic. Thank you so much uh, for, for talking with us. Becky Crystal, thank you so much for talking with us. And, of course, uh, what's, uh, what's next for you on the Washington Post? Um, I am starting trying to get more into family-friendly recipes that are adaptable and flexible. And so that's something we're trying to work more into our uh, routine. And often those are kind of substitute and maybe even budget-friendly as well. So that's what I'm really trying to focus on right now. 
All right, Becky Crystal, thank you so much. Thanks, John.